I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? 2022. Yeah. On this show, we change it just for you, Luna. <laughs> On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Today is a special episode, our 400th episode actually we've done probably about 415 of them we don't count all the bonus episodes and i always forget lisa and i did 10 episodes Mm -hmm. on another podcast before you know Mm -hmm. on another Mm -hmm. network um anyway so we've been going for a minute so i want to welcome to the show i'm just gonna spit out everybody right quick you guys know who everybody is we got my man tracy grant in the building to my left happy anniversary happy 400th episode I'm in the house. Indeed, indeed. After curfew. <laughs> Linnell White in the building. Y'all know who she is. Hello, Y'all hear her. hello. Congratulations. Thank you. Bro, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Because so many podcasts, especially with BIPOC creators, they start, they'll do 10, 15 episodes, yep. and they run out of money, they mm-hmm. run out of interest, they run out of whatever, guests, mm-hmm. um, and they just sort of disappear. So to do 400 plus episodes, because you're probably more at like 420, yeah, if we're least. being real. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's congratulations, man! You Thank built you. you've built something and it survived. Right. Thank you know, because so four hundred episodes, you do one a week. That's like eight years. And I think Chris, what do we like? Three weeks out of the year, we don't drop an episode. Like that's it. right, right. And there's you know. some that you you you'll have two, you know, two you drop. Two yeah, quarters. we'll do yeah. two parters yeah. and stuff two like parters. that. Right. But yeah, right. but yeah, we try to every Monday we try to drop an episode. And then we got my man Chris Derrick in the building. You guys know his voice over there. What's happening, man? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. <laughs> I had a great interview yesterday. Yeah? Not interview, but I, I met with um, uh, Hanalee Culpepper mm-hmm. uh, just to talk about like the transition. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah, Hanalee. Hanalee. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought it was wrong too. I've been messing up too. Lanelle, it's spelled. It's spelled. I, it's, it's spelled like my name I, I, with I, the H A N. So I was like, "Oh, I, it's Hanel." Yeah, that's what I thought for a long time. Ooh, and, and, I'm so glad to hear this. And then, I, you know, I was talking with someone on Star Trek, and, and they said Hanalee, and I was like, "Who are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. They were like Hanalee Culpepper. I was like, "Oh." Thanks for reminding me because I'll still be meeting with her soon. And then um, I think I've had her on a panel. That's the only reason why and, I know. I mean, and it got pushed like a lot because I yeah. tried to meet with her since like last summer, mm-hmm. and she's been in overseas. She was she's just got back from London doing the pilot for the <coughs> for the Neil Gaiman book, um, um, Anansi Boys. Mm. So, which is the first the first episodes is, is amazing. But she was great. I just like ideas about what, things to do to with the what to talk to reps about in terms of like you know that transition from you know, doing tv to directing uh just wait so wait wait so you don't have to go to these big higher up people and ask them for a job you can just get what? advice what do you mean i'm being funny 
Because <laughs> people always hear us talking about what can I, I need a job instead of coming to you. Well, going, she's big, she's a big higher up. Yes, I mean she's, she's a real big she's, higher she's, up. She's, exactly she's what I'm huge. saying. But you didn't ask you, for a job. You didn't you ask for a job. You asked for advice. No, you were building a relationship. You were yes. building a relationship yeah. with her. You yeah. started from like let's get to know each other. Let's yeah. be comfortable. I just want to talk. Yeah, just, hey, I, I was being of, condescending. And, no, yeah, no, but yeah. yeah well, yeah, because I mean, okay. So essentially, what I did is. My buddy Jacob Pinger, who directed, who's DP some of my early films, he's now a camera operator on that uh, what that show with uh, Zoe Lister Jones, and that, I guess it's off the air right now, some comedy, right? Mm-hmm. But he wrote this book called "So You Want to Direct," and he interviewed. 20, 16 or 20 television directors to get a sense of how they transitioned in from whatever they were doing to directing television. Right. And <laughs> I was, and Jacob, and, we, and I said, Jacob, is, can you possibly make an introduction to these people? Because you can talk, you work with me, you know I'm not like a dilettante at this and blah, blah, blah. Right. And he was like, who do you want to meet? And I said, so I went through the list, I mean, the book, and there was four people whose story, because mm-hmm. they, like, they were, they were pretty ex- extensive interviews, maybe like, uh, I don't know, like 10 pages, okay. like, and it's single-spaced, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a wider book, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like, it's maybe like 10 inches wide or something like that. And I was like, you know, so there's Hannah Lee, there was Anya Adams, there was a guy named... Uh, uh, Mahmoud and uh, this other guy, um, I can't remember his name too, because I, I met him on the summer. But they all, did, but 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 Jacob was like, send me a letter about why you would meet with them specifically. So I was like, okay, cool, because that's what I thought you were gonna do. But I read their th- stories mm-hmm. and knew exactly what resonated to me. Wrote them a letter to say, this is what I like about your journey. This is what it reminds me of mine. You know, I, I, and so I would love to talk with you about about your pathway. That's good. And they all were like, let's set up a Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I just sat down and just, and just said, you Zoom know, makes it a lot easier now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, a lot easier. Uh, I mean, but this is all like when I was on the show, so I wouldn't probably have time anyway to meet with them because I was so fucking far out. I could, you know, I was gonna do lunch for anybody, but it didn't make it easier. And they were mm-hmm. all like, they're all dope. They're all in different places in mm-hmm. the world too, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and we just, and I just, had, you know, and I had like maybe like ten questions I wanted to ask everyone, and then I would kind of like morph it around based upon. A question I got, you know, from Anya made me go, "Oh, I don't need to ask this question going forward because now I know mm-hmm. this." And then I just, and then I would come up with more, you know. Um, so I just sat down and talked with her, and it so was you like came a, prepared, a, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm, but you know, but the, at the end of it, though, see, this is the thing about your saying about the job. At the end of it, she was like, "Stay in touch. If you need me to make a call to somebody that's on a show that I've worked on." Then let me know. I'll do that. All right. So it's like you know that's just like the networking game because mm-hmm. because I feel for me like all the people that I've met who are these A-listers, there's that moment where you want to ask them for something and you can't. You just gotta like Linnell said is like form like is just is somehow provide value to them or whatever it is and and and. And if they like your where you're going, what you know, how you're presenting yourself, they'll offer. Yep. You know, because the fact that they took the meeting with you lets you know that they're That's right. they're generous. So there's some people who won't like who like I got time for you. For sure. You know, and then you can't. So then you go well. Okay, I, I know you, but I don't know how to really like, <laughs> like, like you know like crack it with you. Right. Um, but it was really good. You know, like we had a great call, and she, she told me a couple of things that I hadn't thought about and what to do and so I'm, I'm excited about the the next but see these interviews to me are are all about you know 
I get a lot of interviews, a lot of meetings, and I'm really good at figuring out how to go and have just a, hey, just wanted to meet you. But I always walk out with them going, I want to talk to you about that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even if it's six months later, mm-hmm. at least I'm setting something up. There's going to be a point in the conversation where they ask you, hey, what are you working on? Always. And if you are like excited about, yeah, I'm doing this thing, it's robots, and they're, you know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to, that passion is going to, people want to work with other people who are passionate about what they're doing. Whether if, whether they get it or not, they're like, oh, well, good luck with the robots right. thing. Let me know if I can help, because you seem really enthused about it. Mm-hmm. So if you come in it like, oh, I don't, if you come in it like, woe is me, because a lot of fools roll oh, this yes. way. We see them at the Writers Guild yes. all the time. They roll around like, woe is me, no one's ever gonna make this, no one's ever gonna want this. Like That energy is so defeatist mm-hmm. and negative, and no one wants to be around that kind of energy, especially in 2022, yeah. where we almost died. We all almost died. So no one want to be there, but like even before we almost died, people don't be around that energy. <laughs> no, no, but, I mean, you know what I mean with the pandemic. Like we yeah. all well, I, I know something yeah. where we all almost died. Sure, sure, yeah. but that we all can relate no, to. But yes. but I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, because like you know, this is the thing that she told me. She's like, look, she's like, just keep directing. You know, don't. She's like, look, like you've met people on your show. You can now bring them on your, you know, like on your small projects. She was like, keep doing that. And she and she said the reason why. This is what I didn't know. She said the reason why is, a lot of times, there's showrunners who want to direct and they haven't directed in like five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. and the network says no. You haven't done it. You haven't done it. You haven't done it anytime since. So we Makes don't, sense to me. So I was like, wow. She was like, yeah, it happens all the time. But showrunners like, just can't make the hump because that because I remember that. Charles Murray had said that, mm-hmm. you know, and and then he turned around and started directing those features. Mm-hmm. So now if he does another show, he'd be like, oh, 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 yeah. exactly. Say no to me this time. <laughs> so, you know, Linnell <clears throat> just hit on something. I'm sorry, Chris. No, it's no, no. Important for our less experienced writers out there, like that negative energy when you're in a meeting or you're speaking to someone mm-hmm. who can help you, and mm-hmm. you're in your feelings about what went wrong and what should have happened and could have happened, like. If that's you, writers, you really need to sort of <laughs> yep. check yourself yep. and get it together. That used to be me. That's how I recognize what Linnell was saying. But I was fortunate when someone pulled me to the side and said, Tracy, you know, you can vent all you want with me. Do it with family, right. quietly. When you go in a meeting, right. like, and, and, you nobody want to hear that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if it's true, even if you're in the right, like nobody wants to hear that. You well, have you, to figure out a way to present. You have to do a little bit of performance. This positivity. Is Pitching is performance. And passion. These, yeah. There's and, a little bit of performance in these meetings where you're kind of like, okay, there's some bad shit right. that happened. I got I got punched in the gut. Like yeah. I got punched in the gut this yeah. year mm-hmm. with my St. George project. There's yeah. a there's a competing project coming mm-hmm. out this year. Yeah. And if and, it's a little performative. So be it. That's what you or have to not, do. Exactly. Maybe performing is not the right word. It's I just it controlling is. your emotions. Yeah. Controlling your emotions. Daily and, and knowing stoic. which emotion you, needs you ha- to be yeah. at the surface right now and which ones I, which one I need to bury. As soon as you're out the room, you can go back to crying in your car about the project that didn't happen or somebody's, you know, you didn't get paid, but whatever it is. Well, so you, in the meeting, you have to be you be, on. You got to hit your, you you hit your be, marks. Hit, yeah. You got to say your lines. Say your line. Yeah, that's all you got to do. And connect well, with you the were, viewer. You were saying the other day, Chris, about um, meeting with, with some executive, I believe, and or, 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 or a showrunner with somebody, and they were asking you, how, what was your experience like on your last show? And some people were like, oh, this happened, that happened, it oh, was yeah. negative. You oh. were like, I'm not going to give them any, nope. anything oh, oh, negative. Oh, no, oh, like, yeah. uh, it was with CBS. I met mm-hmm. with CBS Studios, and, and they, and like, 
Now I'm meeting with them just about stuff I'm working on, stuff they're working on, some mm-hmm. positive stuff like that. But they immediately said, like, like just chit chat, blah blah blah. So what was it like working on Picard? And I went into like this, maybe this little three, and and then that, and, and they said, what's like working with Patrick? And I mean, and, and and I mean, like they were trying to see if I was going to, you know, drop any dirt on mm. on anybody. But I, but I was like, look, guys, I had like one of the best times. You know, in my my professional creative career, I learned all of this. I got to blah blah blah, blah all this kind of stuff. And and at the end of it, they were like, you know what? We just want to thank you for, for like for the time you put on that show because we know it was hard. Right. We know it was really hard for all you guys. I was like, okay, well, shit, all right, mm-hmm. you know. But I didn't like you know drop a dime mm-hmm. on a lot of people because <laughs> I have like you know <clears throat> a pocket full of dimes to drop on that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dimes are for in private with your oh, yes. tribe oh, and your with yes. people. Oh, with nobody. Oh, with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you take it. You take the dimes <laughs> to your grave. The dimes are in the coffin oh, with see, you. Oh, wait, wait. You know what? I've said this before. I've like I used to joke with Terry every day. I used, not every day, but when he would come in about mad about something or just beaten or just gut punched, and I, I would say, "Where's the Romana Clef? You write this thing and you change <laughs> names and just change it up." We actually had a cool idea for a show that we wanted to do that we were going to pitch as a sitcom mm. was... <laughs> the sitcom. They were going to Star Trek. <laughs> because we were going to do a sitcom about the writers on a show that had come back with the legacy and just the wildness. Wow. It wouldn't be a three camera. It would be like a single camera. Well, no. It's very Galaxy Quest Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... No, no, no. Is it about a sci-fi show? It's not. Yeah, about a yes, okay. it's about a sci-fi show. <laughs> right. But 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 Galaxy Quest, you actually like you like you're in that world as opposed to if you did a show about the people who were writing Galaxy Quest. You know. It, I see. It, so you're not doing about the actors. You're no, doing no, about the but, writers. Uh, well, it, the, but it is behind the just, curtain uh, in the, in the, the manner of yeah, Galaxy so, Quest. So sort of yeah. like. Um, uh, uh, maybe like Thirty Rock or that one thing that Sorkin did, the the live on Sunset, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, the live on Sunset, yeah, something Street, like yeah. that, okay. where yeah. the show was about what, because it just because the type of stuff that we the show about making a show, yeah, show yeah. about making a show, because yeah. the stuff that we saw, there was a level of absurdity. Yeah. You guys have at least enough for two seasons. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the last, I mean. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll move on. Because dude, because people, like people, forgot they had mics on, and Ooh. I was like, y'all know you got mics. On. I, I know y'all got mics, on. and we can hear because we're there, video village, and exactly. I was just crazy. But I think what you guys are absolutely, you know, I was saying this last time. Move on. Um, that book that I had mentioned to Carl called um, uh, "Ego Is the Enemy," right? Mm. Really good book by Ron Holiday. He has that site, The Daily Stoic. And it's interesting because this whining about your career and stuff like that mm-hmm. was not going. That's your ego. Mm-hmm. That's getting. That is now your enemy because it's, it's creating a wedge between you and the person that that you're talking to. Because everyone knows like how hard this business is. And it's like, it's like you were saying, Hilliard, if you are able to talk about something in some sort, you know, both of you were saying the passion. If you can talk about something you're doing in passion, if you, it, there's something you got to be doing that you like. Because yeah. if you don't do something that you like, you might have trouble trying to get your hand up, but that will... Well, Linnell was saying, it's yeah. you get excited you about get something excited, you're right You have here. to, and then that person might ask you, can I see that? What's that? Well, get, get, drag more information out of it. Now, the thing is, it might not turn to anything, but that's that lesson of my passion about what I'm doing mm-hmm. can... It's infectious. But see, there's <clears throat> we had a meeting. You probably were there like maybe two meetings ago. It was two or three meetings ago on the black committee. 
<laughs> what's up rich <laughs> shout out to rich over there um <clears throat> so we had a meeting at the, at the black community and one of the girls was we were talking about like has anybody got any jobs anything from the um the meet and greets and whatever and some people were like oh i got a meeting or you know i had a right. i had a zoom whatever right. <clears throat> and this one girl said you know i mean i ended up getting a meeting i do drama and i got a meeting with this comedy person i don't really know what to do with it or whatever like kind of like whatever and, and it was an executive and I said here's the thing you guys have to understand it is a good meeting whether they're doing the thing you do or not because they might be in the sci-fi department today and in the drama department right. tomorrow right. Or, right. They, or they know somebody or they go home and <laughs> they know everybody they roll over in the bed and their, and their husband or boyfriend yes. works in drama development they all and they have whisper, to work hey, together hey you need to meet this writer I talked to today she does drama yes. that's how it works yeah. you, gotta, you gotta eat it up go ahead you Chris. have to keep going we we talked about this yeah. many times yeah. on many episodes but you're planting seeds so even if there isn't an opportunity or a job or a sale in the moment when you're interacting <clears throat> with that person you're beginning to get to know that person you're you're at the very beginning stages of cultivating that relationship right it's not going to happen overnight and very often to Hilliard's point Someone you may have met who was at another company two, three years back is now somewhere else. And so it's up to you to continue to plant those seeds and water those plants as you go. It, it's not always executive moves every two or three years. Oh, somewhere else. Even you gotta more than that. On, you got to track them on LinkedIn. That's yes. the best place yeah. I found to track them, right. track their moves. Right, right. Because because even now, like this one I met with at ABC, the last time I talked with her was like last October. Mm-hmm. She's at CBS because she was kind of she was one of the women I talked to when like they got on Star Trek, mm-hmm. and I needed to reach out to her about something. <laughs> And, you know, and thankfully her email was still set on the bounce thing. You know, she said, okay. hey, mm-hmm. I'm over at CB. I mean, I, like I moved to ABC right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but talked to but talked to. But she's the one who got me the meeting at CBS Studios because she was like, oh, I need you to meet this guy who at, 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 who's at the competitor studio now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's cool. You like, like you'll like him oh, and also come meet with me too, to, to mm-hmm. meet my team. So it was like, but it was that thing that was like, oh, but they jumped. That's a good know? ally. Yeah, that's a really good, yeah, mm-hmm. really good outline mm-hmm. because it was like, because she didn't have to do any of that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the thing is, is that that's the thing about what the impression that you leave with these people because they'll remember you like a year later, two years later, if you've done something cool. Because most people, right. it's that whole thing I talk about all the time. It's the damn 80 20 rule, right? Most people, 80% of the people don't do the meeting right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't remember who you are like two days later that 20% are the people that they can remember like a year or two or three years later because that's just, you know, because you, it's so, this is a small town, but it's rare for people to kind of like, like you, pe- to people to respond to you, you know? It's like a movie you saw 15 years ago that kind of someone that was a small film that you might have forgotten about all of a sudden mm-hmm. goes, oh yeah, remember this movie? Because it's stuck in your head and that's, and, 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 you, and you gotta do that as a, as a as a the meetings like you know who was telling me this one time that meetings are like story time for you mm. you know so you got to go yeah, there and tell idea. a story mm-hmm. that resonates with them it's not just being there sitting there and like hey give me a job or hook me up because that's well I, I think a lot of writers and I'm seeing this too because um, <clears throat> you guys know I run a on Zoom a, a meetup for women of color in the Writers Guild and what's I think, it called Pidget. 
Pitch well, it. No, I'm not going to pitch it to the masses because this is a you know, like it's not it's not for everyone. It's just it's just not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's specifically for women of color in the W who are in the WGA. So yeah. it's not it's not and it's word of mouth and we're not trying to grow large okay. yeah. right off the top because I want quantity like quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. But what I find is like a lot of people need to work on their social skills. Mm-hmm. Um especially writers like how to be how to just meet somebody and talk about and not even just talk about only just this business but other stuff too be right? a person because sometimes I'm talking about <laughs> tennis sometimes I'm talking about like dogs cats very like, often you, you know? don't want to talk about what's right. going on in the business yeah if anything mm-hmm. you save that for last mm-hmm. right well we'll so be able to like transition like start with you know if you're not married I get it you can't talk about that you know that conversation but find something relatable and I feel like the more expansive life that you're living mm-hmm. If you're not just sitting at your computer all day, slaving away on pages. If you have things that, you know, right. some new workout program you're doing, whatever As it is. As if you were meeting someone at a, a cocktail party for right. the first time or right. reception. It's actually more like a date because the date, you want to get the second date. Whereas the, <laughs> oh, you know. here so, we go. So, and then we want to get the third date. And then we want to get naked. Here we go. Here we go. There's a line. I'm not saying it at all. I hear you. No, but what I'm saying is the reason, like a date, because of the date, because if the date went well, that person wants to see you again yes if the meeting didn't go well the person is not going to hook yeah. you up so you have to figure out how to do that it's it's the, the social skills is big i mean look look the you know like i had the meeting with the you know the guy at a oh for example we talked with a guy over at uh at, at cbs like a mm. cbs guy and all of a sudden we were talking something came up and i was like um and we started talking about food yep you know, talking about food, talking about like who makes the best recipes, and books you've read, books recently. you read, mm-hmm. and we just whole discussion about like you know like Iron Chef and shit mm-hmm. and everything. And he was like, "Who do you love? Do you like Morimoto?" And all just this big conversation about like nothing to do about what we're going yeah. about. And at the end of it, like dude, at the end of it, I said to the dude, I said, "Dude." Send me that recipe you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like later on in my email, when I followed up with him. I said, "Hey, mm-hmm. great to meet you guys." Oh, send me that. because I was like, "Hey." Let me know more about. So when what? you gonna make some this recipe for us? What is I don't this? Why you hiding on the recipe? I, I, need, you cook, I didn't even know you cook, cook, cook this but, thing up and bring it in here. All right, motherfuckers, goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Everybody, everybody likes to eat. Everybody, everybody likes to eat. I fresh love dish. I love to make food. That's my thing. So people into that, I'm like, what do you got? What's up with your cast iron skillet? How do you keep oh, it I love it, dude. I got I a cast iron. I got How a cast iron pot. Yeah, one of those French lake lake I'm in love with this pot. Love with this <laughs> because the thing is, is that nothing like it never fails for me. I can't figure some shit out. I've stopped for the day. Yep. I'm preparing food, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, there's the idea. I, that I it need. happens to me too. I gotta sit that down. Happens, you know, yep. I mean, and and, I, and, and I, I'm racing from the kitchen to my desk to sort of write down, like, okay, don't lose it, don't lose yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. get it, get I it down. I actually use my, I keep my phone there in the kitchen, just mm-hmm. put on voice memo, just talk it out. boom, because because that way I can't keep my phone in the kitchen because I I'm too much of a mess. she had powder all in her phone. But the no. thing is, is that if I sometimes <laughs> the idea comes so fleeting, and I just, and like I just like I was like I can't I, I can't write it down. I just want to say it. I just say it so. You fast. want it to be exact. See, but, I'm, I'm, see you know, yeah, you're more auditory than I am. I have to write it and see it that way. I have to see it visually, written down. Well, mm-hmm. no, no. I mean, look. I take what I've said in the voicemail and transcribe it, mm-hmm. but like, but when I'm like cooking, because mm-hmm. it comes to me doing something else that like that's kind of like a complicated thing. And but I'm, I'll be in, mi- I'll be mid stir, and exactly. the food will stop. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! 
<laughs> I did that shit last night. I did that shit last night. I was making some food, and I and and I'm working on this comic book, and I was like, oh, here's the dialogue for that opening part of the next episode, next issue. But I was like, oh, it's gonna be this, this. I just, and, and I just started speaking it. I just started speaking it. He's, and, I, and and I didn't say so and so says. I just started going. Just I I, I just did it like you were like it was an audio book, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just talking to the phone, and then you know I know what it is because I know what's right. But that's the th- beauty of like doing these other things because. You can talk about stuff that's really or travel. You know, get out of your house. You know, take a walk. Yeah, don't fuck around and not get that um, 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 that United Mileage Plus Explorer card from Chase. (laughs) I can give you a link so you You can go to trips to Mexico. I'll give you a link, you know, to me if you if you email. uh, uh, Okay. If you you email, this is a separate podcast. Straight credit card. You know, you know, no, 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 no. For the link, I need the link so I can get some of those miles too. I am not gonna second your pick of United. Chase that I, I'm not going to second that pick because there I think there are other picks that are that are better and that's a whole another podcast about this points game and the websites you can go to and the Facebook groups that I'm in so like whatever your next credit card too. is whatever that next card there is are, there make are. sure because if you live somewhere somewhere where United <laughs> is not well, a hub don't, don't, don't mess with it don't true. mess with that's it that's true that's true okay that's true that's yeah. true that's true. Get Delta. Delta. Or JetBlue, wherever it is you are. JetBlue's about to buy spirit. But I'm just saying, or get a car where you can transfer points to a, a multitude of right. different um, well, hotels, airlines, like, whatever. Well, see, that's why I like the Chase Sapphire. Chase Sapphire, be, Chase yeah. Sapphire mm-hmm. car, because you mm-hmm. can do the little, the Chase Sapphire to, yeah. to, 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 to the stuff overseas. Look, don't, to, and don't sleep on Amex. This is a whole other podcast. Oh, this is a whole other podcast. You took it there. Everybody ain't qualifying for a Sapphire. Some of you motherfuckers ain't pay your bill. <laughs> I if mean, we're being honest, there's no reason wow. I mean, you need to I'll for... keep a notepad in the kitchen, old-fashioned pen and a pad. When you get okay. that idea, like Crystal and Ella talking about, you can down. jot it down. That's I'm what I do. You will not remember too, it, but don't think you will. You will never remember you it. My nightstand, in the bedroom, what was that? What was that? What was that? I always voice note in the car. A lot of times, happens in the car. Voice note it because. You have. I mean, yeah. Because the the thing about the idea is, is that is that I when hate to sign my own voice, so I don't voice note it. Even if I'm in a car, I'll, I'll pull out my notes app and, and write it pull on over there. if you're in the car. No, do we just, it we, while no, you're no, driving. We, we drive in one hand, doing it with the other. We, we, we just, yeah. I don't. I'm, I can multitask. You know what's funny about the sound of your voice? I don't ever. Nobody likes the sound. Listen of voice. to the sound of my voice. <laughs> but what's wild is, is that I'm doing this comics podcast right now, and my buddy and I, you know, are like putting it together, and it's just. It's it's I, I, it's crazy. It's it's the weirdest thing to hear yourself, uh, particularly like yeah. recorded and you're like nails on a chalkboard. You know, yeah, it's, but it's not nails on a chalkboard. It's like that sense. For of, me, it uh, is. No, I'm I'm going uh, personal. I'm not <laughs> you. But see, nails this is why I'm always telling everybody. Every Monday this comes out, I listen to it again, and I'm listening to it for a lot of reasons. And this is gonna be a lesson for you, Chris. Running, your, hold on, I know running your own show. You have got to listen to it because then you'll hear how much you're interrupting, how much you're talking too much, how much you're stuttering, how much whatever it is you do, you will start to catch it and you will stop or doing any it. Ticks I that do. You, any ticks I that do. you have. Well, you know what's funny? I remember we were doing one and. Uh, I was so excited. I was cursing so much. I was like, "Motherfucker, this goddamn!" It. And then, and I, we listened to it back, and I was like, "Man, I'm cursing so much." And then, so it was my friend Steve, and we were like, "We gotta like, we, you know, we, we we have to record this one. Mm-hmm. We have to re-record this episode." Well, the problem with some bi-podcast that I've listened to, I don't care what the subject matter is. <sighs> 
there are a lot of um um and then this uh, like I just it turns and then I'm like I can't listen to this. There is a level of preparation that is required. It is a broadcast. It is not just like you at your kitchen kitchen table talking to your boys or on the sofa talking to your boys. It is a it's a broadcast. Right. You do have to take it enunciate, seriously. articulate, well, and she, it sounds effortless to some of you out there. You know, four of us okay. we're all friends. We've been doing it a long time. We've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. but we're also good at it. And we're not just good at it just because there's there's work and effort and practice involved, True. to Hilliard's point. And we've uh, all listen, taught. There's a discipline. <laughs> yeah, we've all taught. We know how to, you know. Well, that's discipline. Well, I'd say the thing that we do on, on because uh, I use this program called Audition, there's a way to kind of control, like, breaths and ums yeah. that you can, like, go in and set the computer to kind of, like, pu- pull those out. You know, yeah, which is actually you got to learn how to not speak with those anyway. Because again, if you come into the meeting with this, um, um, uh, and then, like, that's so, uh, that's yeah, just a yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. we have to work on you know. Because yeah, yeah. rich, those, rich want to say. I'm not saying anybody right needs to be one of those um, toastmaster types. You, I'm not saying right. you need to go that far. Oh, you should do just, toastmasters. But and I'll let I'm gonna let Rich talk. But we're in the social media age. Obviously, something else you got to keep in mind, writers. You have an audience whether you want one or not. Even if you're doing it for yourself, you're doing it for fun, there is an audience, however you feel about it. So you just have to be mindful of that and, and be ready. Apologies for jutting in. I can speak to this directly. Both the Chase Sapphire, because I almost got that black boy when I started my new business, because I'm trying to be at the Lakers and Clippers game in that luxury box. But more importantly, when it comes to going outside of the box, I'm really proud of Hilliard for his podcast um, that he recorded for the pilot that he created. Super proud mm-hmm, of him mm-hmm. uh, because you're taking producing power into your own hands and not waiting for someone to give a blessing or a validation. And so for me, I failed up for the past two years. I've almost done this, almost done that. And I did wallow. I was that person. Um, I was speaking to a mentor at my job and I caught myself complaining just complaining so much and it hit me and I said I'm tired of complaining I want to do I want to act I want to be and so I created this series fat boy feels and it spiraled and so the one thing I want to say to content creators who are currently writers who are looking at podcasts looking at vlogs Instagram TikTok understand the business of it because it is a business and a part of that business is practice and being mindful of who you are and what you're putting out. So that's just the one thing I wanted to say. Everyone's right. We did testing for the series, for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and I found a lot of holes in my presentation, holes in my script, holes in everything. And we've pulled back and we've spent the last month just figuring it out. I've talked to Hilliard about technical issues I had because we couldn't get sound on the beach. And it took a week to figure out what the right microphones are. Sound on the beach. Yeah. (laughs) You mean the waves were interrupting? No, we had no sound, meaning I was talking. We did an entire shoot where I would talk and I did all this emotional stuff and the waves in the background would pan out to the beach and we get back to the house and it's just... That was it. Oh, okay. So so it wasn't recorded. Exactly. Well, you didn't check... Do a little test. Check, oh, check my check my. We did. There's something with the connection 
that gave out, and so mm. the chord itself was three pronged versus the XLR two-pronged. chord. Was yeah. Once again, yeah. you didn't do the test until you yeah, that, that, that comes with experience. Well, once again, Chris is learning lessons. Yeah, We're not you, so like, chill I, out. No, listen, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't feel bad. No, 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 don't feel bad because I'm gonna share. Bad. I'm gonna share with you. Like I did, I did a short film years ago, and. I had someone in charge of the audio and trusted them or whatever and there's nothing like getting to your, your edit station and crying. Yeah. Crying because it is a mess. The wind was blowing and it was garbled and she said nothing the entire time. She so, knew because she was hearing the whole time. She'd been like, wait a minute, where's the wind sock? Let's do this another we, way. And we even had a wind sock and it still was just a I mess. Mean, and, she, and we could have, you know, we could have shifted where we were positioned or whatever. I don't know. But like she said nothing. Or we could have done ADR like let's right. do the lines in a quiet space sure. and then you guys are going to do the moves out here on the sidewalk but so it happens and you learn from it and so from here on out I'm so anal about sound mm-hmm. you have anal. to be because as I always say sound is 60% of your movie mm-hmm. now here's my thing about what you're saying I was being facetious and I apologize I but it's funny because <laughs> you know because it's because yesterday I was I was I was shooting some Ferragamo shoes for uh, Pistol Adam doing my brother and and his friend was there and we were shooting and and like I was doing some of the shots like on my medium format camera and the guy was asking these questions about what are you doing how do you do this and what's going and what is the aperture and what is all this kind of stuff and I was looking at him and I, and I, and I was like what the hell is wrong with you? Like, how come you don't know? But then I said to myself, oh, I've been doing this since I was 12. Yep. So it's so second nature to me that it's in my head that mm-hmm. most people would, would have thought about this. But then, it, but then it stopped and I was like, okay, dude, just let me show you what I'm, how it's going to look. And I said, here's the, here's the lens. Check it off. So see, like, this is the aperture. You see when you open and close it. It was just this interesting to show him to, like, to kind of like explain what it was. There's just always this... Uh, it kind of goes back to what you're saying about preparation, like you know, in terms of like when you do something for so long, you kind of forget that you know it or that you learned it, mm-hmm. and you had to kind of figure out like how does someone who hasn't done it, like who's and there's always that moment of fear of like, uh, you know, I, you know, do I ask about it? How do I do it? I want it to be good because I'm decided to do it, and that and that fear about. I don't know if it can be good the first time out is like stops a lot of people from doing work, you know. But sure. you got to go and just experiment and mess up and, and make the yep. mistakes, mess up and 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 and, and learn. And I mean, and, and look, if here's the thing, learn and mess up on your own dime. Yeah, because it's then better. it's just like, because because that way the lesson like like you learn it a little more. Like, damn it, this is gonna cost me another five G's. I got to redo the audio. Whatever fuck it is, you're gonna do that. Way 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 cheaper. That's right. It doesn't matter what you spend. That you're your own dime, and if you want someone else's money, always because they will go. Oh, never hire that person yeah. again. We we had some experiences on this uh, scripted podcast thing we're doing, <clears throat> where we're like, oh, and I said after it was over, I was like, I'm really glad we did it, as opposed to experiencing it mm-hmm. once. You know, the co- the company is paying us to do it. Mm-hmm. I said, so okay, great. It didn't affect us, but we just learned the lesson. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, there's, there's always lessons to learn <laughs> from doing the work, from doing. The stuff, you know, and just and ask people. Go ahead, Trace. Yeah. Well, I just, I want to go back one more time to this special 400th episode because it really means something. Like <clears throat> when you started the Screenwriters Rant Room, people were doing podcasts, but yeah. they weren't all the rage that there are now. Um, it wasn't. It was a lot of as much uncharted territory. Yeah. 
there was wasn't necessarily anything to be gained. I mean, there's a potential to reach an audience and distinguish yourself, but it wasn't really popping off the way it is today, right. where everybody and their mom has one. And as Linnell said, like 400 episodes, that's nothing to sneeze at. And we were in a different time. A lot of people didn't get this far. Um, I, I think of our friend Kevin Killebrew all the time. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Like, that was my dude, mm -hmm. for real. And he came in, and he lit up the mic. He did. And you literally kind of pioneered and blazed the trail. Like, we had, you know, John August was out there, I guess, but there weren't a lot of content creators kind of in this there lane. There certainly weren't any people of color. No, there was none that looked like us. Right. Yeah. And countless people who had an outlet to mm -hmm. promote their own careers, to promote their projects that would not have had that space. And so, you know, the, the I want to, my congratulations are, thank you. are sincere. The thing that I appreciate the most is I was, I was looking back on this the other day. Um, I came across, I think I told you this the other day, I came across a photo of, <clears throat> I remember what episode, it might have been somewhere around episode 300 or something, but there was an episode we did when I brought in all these young emerging writers, and actually I'm not sure if you were there or not, think about it, and, um, and Mike Gio was there. Mike was there, and we were sitting, and there's a photo of Mike like just like laughing his butt off. He's not even on the mic, but he's just sitting at the table. You know, he came several times just to sit and listen to see mm -hmm. what we're doing, and to watch. Now he's a showrunner. Mm -hmm. You know, and to think of how and many he has other that Black writers. Boy writes program. Yeah, or something like, and, something, and to I think, think of how many called. other writers that have come through here, like you were just saying a moment ago, um, kind of blows my mind to see the success of all those people and you know where they've grown to, and even if it's like. Um, um, you know Malcolm Spellman and all these guys like they weren't showrunners when they came on the show back then mm -hmm. and now they're all running shows and doing all this other stuff and Carlito like all these all of our friends they're just like boom 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 and um, that's really really cool to me to just watch the growth that everybody's you know and, and being the one even um, Bashir you know you know Bashir watching him like uh, he had he had sold this pilot and I was like dude I'll have you on the show and he's like what really you know what I mean and and giving everybody like their first chance to be on mm -hmm, a mic and a, mm -hmm, to promote whatever mm -hmm, the thing is that mm -hmm. they have, and I've done that for dozens and dozens and dozens of people. So that's that's been a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, segueing into lessons, let's spend a little bit. Of, I said I was done talking about it, but I'm totally open to having a little conversation about well, Will, only because there's new information. Now oh, the slap, oh, oh. the slap. No, but we, I was, I was, I'm lost. You said you were done talking about it. Did I miss? No, it's just or, you in your every, like, you yeah. Said just everybody was okay. like, okay, this is there, all. There were a lot hear. of takes. There, there've been a lot of takes. Yeah, it was just so much. But there um, aren't a ton of new things to say. But we can, we'll, we'll take a stab at. There's it. something new right now to say. I just noticed something well, right now. Okay. Um, say what you notice right now, and then I'm gonna provide a specific, very specific take that I've been screaming about so, on Twitter for. 10 days. This is today. Uh, guest column by the actor Harry Lennox, the mm -hmm. black actor. Yep. Will Smith must return his Oscar to oh, restore God. the award's <laughs> honor. Guest column. Now, I don't know what you I all disagree. think. Personally. I don't think. He won it. 
I mean, the votes were in. They were tallied. The accounting firm had the like, had, like, had, like, you know, had like, the trophy. Like, I had a time. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, look. So it's, it's done. He gets that thing. You can't. Uh, this is the thing. If you look, pe- people used to joke about this all the time. Oh, so and so has an Oscar, and he did that work. He needs to give his Oscar back. She needs to give her Oscar back. You know what? If well, you there's do, several people. Then we need to go down the list, right? Th- th- that's, th- that's what I'm saying. If you do this, it opens up a slippery yeah. slope because 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 then it's like if someone so does a shitty performance in a movie, well then, well what does that mean? Should, should be a campaign five years later to say, hey, get the Oscar back that you won five years. Yeah, we're getting it. It's, it's almost it's almost similar to the, to the whole you copied my song argument. Like, oh, these bars are the same. You copied like it's a slippery slope because mm-hmm. how close is similar? How close is similar? Yeah. So with this, it's. Well, how bad is bad? Is everything got to be Harvey Weinstein bad, or is it someone threw something on a set and now it's like, and they won an Oscar for that performance? Is it, like, yeah, now we got to take it's it away. Bad. Like, That's what I'm saying. What, what, you can't do anything. It, it opens up way, it, so too much slippery. stuff. So yeah, much slippery. Too, too so much let's stuff. let's get and into then, your theory. And then the Academy Awards ends up being with the Investigation Bureau. Like, what? Who, who does it? Yeah. Who does the investigation? Yeah, HR because they don't do shit anyway. So. <laughs> well, the studio HR. So what have you been talking about on Twitter? So what I've been yelling about on Twitter, me specifically, mm. as a woman veteran. Okay, someone who I know who the I know who the hell GI Jane is. I know who. I yeah, know you who, have a very interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that movie came out in 1997. For y'all right. that don't know, it wasn't ro- well received critically, but and but it was the first time we saw a woman yeah. in this. You know, she, the, she wasn't part, a superhero. Part of the movie is she's trying to be a Navy SEAL, right. and part part way through the movie, and she's struggling with her her identity. She's struggling with being in this male environment and the physicality of it and then she is like I'm gonna be one of the boys I'm gonna shake my head right. and you know do what I need to because I want to be a Navy SEAL mm-hmm. movie wasn't well received critically or at the box office Demi Moore looked amazing in it physically fit Body gorgeous was ridiculous, ridiculous. Yes. I mean if you watch the movie if you, the movie is the, the movie is much maligned unnecessarily it's not a bad movie it's, it's done in that period when Ridley Scott was making movies that were like they're competent they're all competent well, they're, they're, they're amazingly well crafted but remember it was one of the first though this is what you yeah, were going yeah. so it opened a discussion about women in these jobs because we weren't allowed in those jobs mm-hmm. at the time special forces specifically right. you know Navy SEALs Rangers etc since this movie has come out we are now, that women are now accepted in you know army ranges and we've had almost over a hundred women make it through meeting the same standards right. as the men to be army rangers mm-hmm. right so when <clears throat> so for me when someone throws out a gi jane 2 joke i'm like yeah she's embracing her badassery mm. that's how i took the joke okay. as a woman veteran now if you are out here getting triggered by a gi jane reference to mean bald manly and your and your and your masculinity is so triggered that you feel like you need to get on stage and slap somebody for insulting your wife. That's a you problem. Okay. Well, I don't like being. I don't like the perception of women veterans all being manly. That's not how we roll. Right. People are still doing their nails and their hair. In, in, of in of the course point. they are. Look, the, the, the fact that you choose to serve and be in the military but this is, but this does is, but, not negate your femininity. But this is the perception. I yes. guess, and that's what, tr- and that's, what that's part of what triggered him. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be real. That's part of one of the reasons why he was like, oh, he just called her. Because I was like, how is G.I. Jane an insult? There are many people who did not take it as an insult. The G.I. Jane reference for many people was Thank not you. at all Thank a you. put down. There's a reference to short hair, yes, but not a put But down. here's the thing, she's in a green dress, let me just, she's in a green dress and it's really like collared up, up, you mm-hmm. know, up to her neck. She's got the bald head, but she's, 
rocking it like she a badass. Amazing. Now I think, and I said, I asked a comedy friend of mine. I was like, would the joke have gone over better for you if he had said, "Love you, Jada. Can't wait to see you in Black Panther 2 Is one of the Dora Milaje. Would mm. it have gone over better for y'all? Because that's less. And but so for some reason, GI Jane like triggered motherfuckers. And then like, well, how dare he make a joke about her alopecia? I was like. Who's tracking her life that hard mm-hmm. to know that she had alopecia and all this? Exactly. Like, well, th- th- just there's that. Wild. I mean, I, I mean, look. I I think that I think what you're saying is that the term GI Jane has a negative connotation yes, with yes, a lot of yes, folks, and does. I'm like, that's is wrong. Is it pejorative? It because to me, it, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. There's no difference between that the the female. In the military with the bald hair and the uh, dormilaja, there's no difference because it's 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 like yes, this is like we're embracing that and we're okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, woman warriors. Look, that's look, it. Look, look, look. I was just listening to um, uh, everybody who if you if you're involved in film on any level, you must listen to Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, uh. the making of Fury Road. It is I finished the, that day. <laughs> I finished it too. It's one of the most amazing like wow. like reads. Have you heard you it? Ever get? Oh, you, you would it's love amazing. it. It's a podcast. It's no, a it's a, the, the oh. audio book. Oh, I'll see if I can wrong. like gift okay. it to you. Yeah, about you about Mac, Mad Max. Mad Max. Okay, it's so good. It's but dope. the whole thing they were saying is is that is that when the, it took them eighteen years to get to the screen, Lord, you know, uh, during the time when they had designed Furiosa. She had hair for mo- yep. and all the early sketches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it was like Charlie Theron who said, if my hair is long, they might be able to grab me and throw me around by my yep. hair. So I got to <clears> cut it. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It was that's, her idea. Yeah, it was her Practicality. Idea. Practical, yep. Practicality of what it means to be in a combat situation mm-hmm. means that you kind of have to kind of like. That's another reference Chris Rock could have thrown out. It's Furiosa. Yeah. Can't wait to see a Mad Max, you know, Jada Road or whatever. The, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like so. I just so well, but yeah. Well, I mean, I mean. So to me, I look at it as like, I mean, I was like, well, will again. It goes back to my book reference. Ego is the enemy. He didn't need to make that about him. It wasn't about him. And here's he did. the job. I mean, he's and, what everybody's missing. Oh wait, wait. I just want to say this one thing. As we always know. The, the 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 internet always wins, right? So I saw two things last week that had me rolling. One, somebody put Will, somebody did a deep fake of Will on Dave Chappelle's face in that one thing when he was playing Rick James, and he said, "Charlie, <laughs> Rick James, my what did the five fingers say to the ha- you know say to the face, huh? Slap!" And it was and and, and and Charlie Murphy's face was replaced by Chris Rock. That's wrong. And it was it's fucking wrong. And he was like, "You don't slap a man ever," but it was just that's just a funny thing. That was the internet winning. And the other side of one is they had one where where Will walks up to him and somehow Chris dodges the he dodges the slap oh, that's and, funny. and then he kicks him off stage. And I was like, "Y'all doing? Y'all, I mean, look, they're all doing too much." But I just wanted to say the internet here's, always wins. Here's Here's my view on it. I love, I love your view on it. I would have never thought it from that point of view. A lot of people haven't. I've heard that. But that's why, that's why like, I appreciate yeah. hearing when I, when I started reading your tweets. I was like, oh damn! Mm-hmm. Like I would have never. I was going off. I was mad. I was, I, I was attacking it. on Twitter. I, loved I was going it. off. I loved it. Here's here's the interesting thing that because here's I the thing. Thought. I'm also a black woman, right? Yeah. So I'm serving a lot of different. I'm I'm part of a lot, and I, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I'm serving a lot of different communities. I'm black. I'm a woman, but the minorities, minority community that I'm mm-hmm. in is is a veteran yeah. always. For sure. Always. For sure. So you always I will dig in yes. hard on this. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of black women on social media get really upset about attacking her baldness, attacking her baldness. I was like, 
y'all need to evaluate your own relationship <laughs> with your hair, right. okay? Something's going on in you where you're getting super triggered by a hair reference. Because to me, it wasn't just a hair reference. It mm. was her embodying the badassery of the war, the warrior poet queen. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what that is. Right. And we all strive for that ideal. I don't care. Every woman vet I know is like, that's what you want to fucking be. Warrior, poet, queen. Okay. Love that. So we were talking about listening to the Fury Road um, uh, book. The book. This year alone, I've listened to literally 11 books. One of them was Will's book, Will. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he talks about several different things, like building bricks, right? And, and it, lessons he learned from his father. And then he talks about like why and how he broke up with Jada and what, what was going on. And a lot of it came from her childhood of never feeling uh, uh, taken care of, supported, um, um, we're here for you, not for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All this is great, but they're here mm-hmm. to see you. You know, I need a man who's here for me. Mm. So a lot of that was happening. She was like, you never protect me. She said that about him? In essence. She and said so, that on the red table sometimes. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was, even you see that, that mm-hmm. when they did the interview together, it was all about that. So when now they're back together, he made a promise to her that he would always be there for taking her. So at first it was like, huh, that shit was funny. But then he looked and saw her face and went, oh shit. I gotta protect her. I gotta protect her. And this is the way I know how. For me, this is what I saw after reading the book just Mm -hmm. a month ago. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on in his brain. Mm -hmm. He has to protect his woman now. I'm not justifying why. I'm just saying that's what will make you be irrational and make a decision like that. Yeah. Right? For me. I was like, oh, I see exactly why he did it, knowing... But the manner in which he protected her was wrong. It was where? Because you could have easily made it more about her instead of like getting on stage with Chris Rock, said, you know, either Jay, you know, like turn to your wife and say, all right, we walking up out of here. You could have just turned and walked out. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, he said the thing and walked out. And you know what? He didn't even need to do that. I mean, he could have done that. If he wanted to be violent. Let's just say he wanted to be violent. But why do you want to be violent? Let's just just, just, say, why? Let's just say he has to be violent because he has to be violent because we're just going to go down that route, right? Go off stage and, you know, get your award and, and, you know, and punch him in the wings so no one sees it on camera if you're going to do it. Just like, motherfucker, I said. handle Handle your business with family. Handle that. Yeah. Like, don't do it in the public eye. Do mm-hmm. do it. Do, do whatever you're gonna do. Do, with do, family. do whatever yeah. you're gonna do. But do I'm, it at the after yeah. party with yeah. Puffy yeah. or whatever. Right. But yeah. I say don't do it at all yeah. because there, and there was, I agree. Just tired there of was it. an intent there. And yeah. you know, well, let's a humiliation, let's, humiliation let's, intent. Let's let's tell the truth. All right. Mm. Talk to Since we're gonna keep on Talk the number one, and this is a guy like I follow both of them. You know, I'm sure we all like we grew up on these dudes: yeah. Will Smith, Chris Rock. Um. In particular, they're both icons to us. I grew up, Mm -hmm. you know, so follow them for a long time. I followed the careers of comedians for a long time. Number one, Will Will Smith was dead wrong. Yes, not for defending his wife, but for the manner in which he did. He was dead wrong. We all agree. Okay, if anybody has questions about that, ask yourself. If that was Billy Crystal up there doing the joke, would he have done that? If that was Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel hosting and doing a joke, would he have done that? 
Well, if that was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'll go you one better. Regina Hall softened him up with the body shot because she came out there in the beginning of the show and made a joke about their marriage mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, Will, right. you want to come up here and be one of the single men? Yeah, she did. So she yeah. didn't get hit. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's be honest about that. Secondly, the reason why you heard and saw a lot of sisters <clears throat> sort of applaud the gesture and the violence hmm. is because, and Tiffany Haddish explained it beautifully, she's like, well, you may not have liked you know, the manner in which it went down, but as a black woman who has felt that lack of protection and being out there alone, you know, that's what made it refreshing. That's what made a lot of sisters appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And we have to be honest. Like, when sisters who are celebrities or in the public eye, whatever, whenever they get in trouble, you don't really hear any brothers stand up and come to their defense. Mm-hmm. Like, Gabrielle Union with Terry Crews yeah. and America's Got <clears throat> Talent, you didn't hear any brothers what backing her up. What, Whoopi what, Goldberg, what nobody backed her up. Okay, you have more brothers standing up for Rachel Nichols when she got in trouble at ESPN than mm-hmm. you did for Maria Taylor, mm-hmm. the sister. So that's just the truth of it. But also, and again, follow Chris Rock for a long time. I've never met him or haven't met him recently. Never met Will Smith. I don't know what's going on with Will Smith's marriage. But I can assure you, he didn't know Jada had alopecia. I can assure you of that. He is not that kind of comedian. And they're probably, and to, to and they're probably oh, you're not about Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. probably not. They're probably yeah. He's but not, you don't hear that not, distinction he, he, a lot in the conversation. There are a lot of people. He's I not don't listen like that, to for sure. Facebook and Red Table talk, or, I don't know what's or going her on, on Instagram with, talking about how she loves her bald head. And everybody she's so is not aware it, of you know, what's no going on that yeah. in the Smith household. And so you have to you have to think about that too. And then for me, lastly, and Hill, you talked about Will's book, and you know, if you followed Will Smith's career, it's a dope book. Music, <clears throat> he's very strategic. Mm-hmm. Him and the people around him are extremely strategic and tactical in the moves they make in public and when that camera is on. And so. He's the 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 slap is something he felt he could get away with. He wanted to play Chris Rock out on camera. And again, the manner in which he chose to do it, you know, nothing wrong with defending your wife's honor, of course. But he knew what he was doing. And that's the same reason why he stepped away or resigned from the Academy or whatever before the Academy's punishment came down. He didn't give them an opportunity to respond to what he did, he he still in the moment found it a way to make it about him. And even that acceptance speech was petty. Just about him. That's petty. Yeah, everything is not about you. Yeah, okay. The ego. The ego. What's the name of your book? The ego is the problem. Look, I mean, look, I agree with you, on hundred percent. But and I'm not trying to condone anything. But I'm just gonna say. I know this is the fact. He's a musician. He started his career off as a musician. Mm-hmm. Musicians from everybody that you meet in the entertainment industry, the, particularly that kind of guy where it's like, I'm the MC. I'm not like part of a band. He's had a lot there of success is, it, for a long no, no, time. I'm not trying to say that. It's that everything is about you when you're that person. Yeah. 
when you are the, I mean, it's like, it's the like, lead. He's the lead. He, talks, he talks about that in the book. It's, it's, to be it's, yeah. it's, it's just like when Puffy was involved right. in trying to do trying to do fucking fucking any given Sunday, and he tried to bring that the, the, the mentality of I'm a music mogul to this right. movie thing, and they were like, you know what, dude, get out of here mm-hmm. after a week of shooting because it's not about you anymore. Dude. It's about the project, and I feel that like it's hard. And granted, he's been in movies for a long, long time, but there's still that thing of but you came up. You have your name, the Fresh Prince. All that comes from your music background, and that, and the type of ego to come up with a moniker to be someone else. You know that because that there's that presentation that yeah. he's playing. Yeah, there's this whole kind of like this other level of your ego. It has to be so on overdrive and that I feel that those guys can't bring down. I'm not saying it's, that it's condoning anything. I absolutely believe that you're right, but it makes me understand. Go this way, you know what you're gonna do because you feel that you can do this kind of. To bullshit. be fair, he's had to endure the nice guy image for a long time which was a, which as was a rapper, his, even before which was of he was his own actor. making, of which his own making. Right? Yeah. So I get it. Like so, yeah. What I saw was a man who was not aligned. Oh, right. A man who is not yeah. aligned internally is internal is not matching his external. So it's like, is the external this fresh prince this not you know happy go lucky? Hey, I'm happy Negro image that you've put out. Maybe that's not the real guy, and that's not aligned with who he is at home with the wife. It's like he was not aligned. But see, okay, but hang on. But to go back to your point about the the black women who are saying, well, we don't feel supported and we feel like we're out here. All that is valid and true. Mm-hmm. Like. Hell, I go to the grocery store and it is amazing to me how no one even helps me bag my shit. I wash them for every other <laughs> every wow. other type of woman. People will help them. And, but with a black woman, they just assume you got it, get your shit, get out of here, right? <laughs> wow. But I think the problem I have is the type of love in our in our black community. And we need to we need to talk about that. Because if you think a man standing up for you in a violent way is love, I think we have problems. Um, I think I think we don't really know what love is because we've grown up a lot of us in these sort of dysfunctional, um, toxic Violent. families where violence is a norm. I saw people on Twitter talking about, oh, that slap. Oh, I went to high school. Um, you know, before, somebody would get slapped every morning before seven thirty a.m. I was like, then you went to a ratchet ghetto high school, <laughs> and that is not the norm. I went to not, one. That is not okay. <laughs> With some crazy n words, just kicking need, it. You need some perspective on on that your high school was bad. That is not the way to behave. Do not bring that into society. And and I want to stress this too. Mm-hmm. This is not acting white or 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 you know right white respectability politics. It's like there's a certain way to behave in society, whether you're white, black, Latino, Asian, Mm -hmm. whatever. There's a certain way to behave. And slapping people on stage at our workplace, let's be clear. The Oscars are an extension of our workplace in this building. Both Chris Rock and Will Smith were at work. So if somebody gets slapped at work, what do you do? You you start asking questions. HR. HR. You start asking questions like, how, what, what should we do? But I think we really need to talk about in the black community, our concept of what love is, because I think it is a, a kind of a mess. Because is it baby mamas here, there, everywhere? No, is no. It somebody hitting, somebody shooting. Because you slap a dude in the street for talking a certain way, then you're gonna get the next elevation yeah. of that is get a gun to shoot yeah, the dude. It's just, on the it's just all no. this, so all this crazy. You're absolutely right. I think the thing is, is that it's not. It's a dual-edged thing. It's like you want. It's, it's like do the women want? Like the man to behave that way to to re, to react violently to protect you when there's no physical violence threat. Right. Okay. Now, if there's physical That's violence, a good point. now now, if there, right. now if it, was words. It, was yeah, words it was words. It was words tossed. It was words ten feet away. You know, now the thing is, 
if there is like physical violence threat, that's a whole nother type of like situation. Uh, but then it's like, does the man? So it's the point of view of like, <laughs> this is where the dysfunction comes in. It's like, you know, look, I know there's a lot of women who do want their man to to physically. Oh, he's looking at me wrong. He was what's cat calling me? Blah blah blah. Go handle him. Go, you know, do something mm-hmm. physical to mm-hmm. somebody who was dis- this is the disrespect. Like the, the disrespect engenders a physical response. And so, and and that's like you demonstrating that you love me, and the man thinking that I demonstrate my love to you by having to whoop someone's ass who didn't do anything physically to you. Because then, what do you think he's going to do with you at home at some point? Exactly. If that's his concept of love. Exactly. And even Will Smith sat up there on the stage, bawling through his acceptance speech, talking about love makes you do crazy things. Mm, that's that's toxic. That's the old song. I mean, look, that's the damn Tina Turner movie. Right. You know, what? what's love got to do with it? I was doing crazy things. Shit, yeah. yeah, beating the crap out of her. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Keep it. The conscious choices were made. You know, it's conscious behavior. It's not, it, it didn't just happen. It's funny because I remember when I saw it live, I was like, was that? I thought it was a fake at first. And then Chris started talking, mm-hmm. and he couldn't focus. And I went, right. "Oh, he's a pro. That man, Something right, right." Stood and up I went, and right. walked. Right. Yeah, I was like, "I need to rewind that again." Like I didn't believe it. It was some weird. It was it was tape delayed, and yeah. they just kind of started it around. Like, oh, 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 you know. So, so, so the the broadcasters knew what was happening before the audience did. I think it's on a seven second delay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So before it, it goes airs to you, they had seven seconds to try and, and, and do something in the yeah. booth. Yeah. I can't imagine it, being it, in that booth it, to try and fix that. If you remember when it was playing, it was like stuttering, like the signal was lost or mm. coming back of a bot. When we first saw where I was watching it, they pulled up, somebody pulled up a um, something from Australian yeah. broadcast because right. they didn't do the tape delay. And we were like, oh. Because like, then like Denzel go over or something and start talking to him. That's what I heard. On the, on the commercial break. Oh, yeah, on the yeah, break. Okay. When, he, when he sat back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, he Denzel says something really like, what did he say? Something about like, at the height of your whatever, yeah. at the height of demons your... Demons will come. That's yeah, when the demons, demons will come, come for you. At the height yeah. of your success or powers, the demons will come. And that is true. She's but again, true. if you are in alignment, the demons can't get at you. But when you're not in alignment, when mm. you're not... Because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a man who has wealth, who has Everything. a home, has a career. And I'm like, but something is still lacking and missing in you that you and your wife have not done the work so that when you're out in public, like... You're just like, oh, that was a stupid joke. What an asshole! Like, and then mm-hmm. not get not get so triggered by everything. Yeah. Not being in your feelings so quickly. Something interesting. I'm thinking about this. It's kind of like a weird segue, but it's okay. <clears throat> you mentioned the Fresh Prince thing and the nice guy and everything mm-hmm. like that. Not in alignment, which I totally agree with. But I'm but I'm thinking about like over the last since he did Ali. So last 19 years of his career, mm-hmm. he's steered away from doing those kind of like, uh, you know, like the nice guy type of movie. You know, he's done Seven Seconds, the Ten Pounds, the Pursuit mm-hmm. of Happiness, the Concussion. He's done all, he's done all these things that kind of like, you know, obviously doing the King Richard. It's like I'm going to do something that is that is not. The foundation that I created to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. And I just and it, I think this goes more what you're saying about even like, bad boys roles in that. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like okay, so let me do. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's trying. He was. It, it feels like he's in a like he's in a self-imposed cage that he was trying to break out of, even in his career. You know, because I was t- talking about somebody there. I was like, oh yeah, his best movies. In the, his best movies in the last twenty years was Ali and I Am Legend. 
you know, when he's playing like a different, he's not, he doesn't rely on the persona of Will Smith. And the other movies he's doing, The Prisoner of Happiness and King Richard, it's like he's being somebody real and he's kind of in, in concussion and he's like diving into like a character, tend to be like a character actor. And I just feel like, well, you're right, like like he has a, he's struggling with something that he, that he wants probably to escape. This whole thing that who he was, everything like that, you know, get on his weight during the pandemic, got fat, like he didn't want to be that, you know, that pretty boy anymore. You know, and it's like, yeah, I mean, like, like, who knows how much like is being stirred up in him, despite all the the, the things that, that we strive for from the exterior, the the you know the 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 family, the the kids, the the the, the money, the success in the career, but like all that, like, like that's what people in this industry want to have that outside look of oh wow, so we all strive for, but he had it and it, it didn't work. Well, no, know? he had it, and then I'd say about a year and a half ago. With this red table stuff, a lot of their business was put out on black, out yep. like <clears throat> details and mm-hmm. all this stuff put out. And I think up until that point, he was kind of just moving through his music career and his film career as like, you know, almost like the pseudo black dad for the for the community. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, we've all kind of grown up with him, and he had a certain image, and everything was kind of fine. But then like all the cracks started appearing this past year and a half with the red table and some of the you know details of their marriage and this other relationship that Jada has with this other guy and i think people for the first time were kind of poking at him mm. like he was he was memed he was you know there's a lot of criticism on social media there's, there was just a lot of talk about he was in a lot of people's mouths his name was in a lot of people's mouths and not in a good way not in yeah. a hey a lot he's ali he's he's a fresh prince hey he's yeah, yeah. pursuit of happiness blah blah because he got nominated for pursuit of happiness didn't mm-hmm. he also okay I believe, yeah. so he's been a lot he's in a lot of people's mouths and it's not it's in a negative way so you take that and then you add in you know um there's a you know he does the king richard project and I think he feels like at his age of 53, as a black actor, this might be my last shot. So I mm. saw tension coming into the building. When I watched him on the red carpet, the two of them looked tight mm. coming in. Like this is expression I use, um, that their their lips were smiling, but their eyes weren't, mm. right? So they both look like some a couple that had like some sort of fight at the house or in the car or whatever. That's what I'm saying. We it, don't, it, we, nobody's anticipating it, what just happened before they got there. Right, like, so I, they look tight yeah. on the red carpet. Now, so when they came in, and then I saw Regina Hall hit them with that sort of you know gut punch of like, right. you know, hey, your marriage is kind of, you know, another one of these you know attacks mm-hmm. on the marriage. Like, hey, your marriage is kind of weird. What y'all doing over there? Mm-hmm. I think by the time Chris Rock, his goofy ass comes out with a throwaway reference to a movie that a lot of people aren't even born yet to have even seen. Like some people born post 97 don't even know this movie. That was it for him. So it was. It was a series of things that built to, for built sure. To the slap. I, look, look, I'm, look. That is. A, and I really think the foundation was laid with them making the decision to put their business out on the street. Hello. Yeah. It's a risk. And, and that's the problem. It, like the we, shit, shit backfired completely for whatever that is. I feel that. Look. So many Hollywood marriages have are on the rocks. It doesn't like you, know, you go to the fucking table, what do you go the tabloids mm-hmm. and uh, uh, whatever it is, Us Weekly and shit like that. You see photographs of the couples angry fighting in the streets. Did you see Hayden Pinatieri the other day brawling in the street on Sunset Boulevard? No. Who's that? Hayden Pinatieri, I'm sorry. Hayden Pinatieri from Heroes Heroes, and from Nashville. Her and her boyfriend were in a no, no, they weren't brawling each other. They were brawling other party goers or or other bar goers in the streets. Her wrestler boyfriend? 
Uh, no, well, you think the boxer? Yeah. She was gotcha. with a boxer Shame. for a while. She's yeah. not oh, with him okay. anymore. Okay. She's got a new. Oh, yeah. She's got a new. Was, she's got a new boyfriend now. I was gonna say because because he's whooping ass. And who, who's been? <laughs> she's in a, tiny. In a, she's very she's tiny. Like and so she two. was. Yeah. She's very tiny. And so it was, was bizarre. Fight in the street, not too far from here, on somewhere in Sunset Boulevard, some hotel. I knew she was bad news. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, no, no, it happens. It happens. So what I'm saying is, like, what I'm saying is, like, like this stuff happens with celebrity. Couples. What happens with couples in general? They mm-hmm. they have these problems. The, yeah, you're you're right. The mistake they made was this. They, they they did some sort of whatever this red table is. Sit down and talk about what the fuck it is and put the shit out for like for mass what mass consumption for what as, mass as long, consumption and critique. As long as they have been around the business, we all know now. Like the internet is forever. It's like y'all saying before. Yeah. The internet always social media. It's not going away, mm-hmm. and so. Quest loves Oscar win, mm. tainted. Mm. Will Packer's production of the of mm. the yep. tele telecast, the Williams, tainted. the Williams system, the Williams systems, yep. all kind of getting his Oscar overshadowed I mean, by that. <laughs> Not even mentioning his own scrutiny, his own family, and like now Jada's getting all of this shade online. It was like. <laughs> you did that. Well, mm. and also Chris Rock has a video of him getting slapped for all of eternity. His kids are going to yeah. see this video. You know, it's going to live on. Yeah, that's the meaning. And and the sad thing was, King Richard is a very good movie. It's a tennis movie, and y'all know how much I love mm-hmm. tennis. They did a great job. And the that. fact that now you know this this movie about a black family in tennis is a, is going to be forever associated with this violence this mm. slap. It, it's not fair to the Williams sisters. Yeah. It's not fair to Richard Williams himself. Mm-hmm. You and know? mind you, he made a mistake. I'm not suggesting he should be permanently canceled, banished. The punishment should be permanent. I'm not saying that, but this is the world we live in. Well, yeah, they were saying they were saying yesterday he's you he, can't he say ten, you didn't ten, know ten years or something. Like you're a little kid. Band. Like this, that's well, just how I, it is. I also think all of us um, and all creatives out there listening. This is a, this is a, this is a learning experience. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah. Of like, you need to be doing the internal work so that you are not hot triggered in these situations. That you can contain yourself. That you can never let I'm them see you sweat. Take, I'm not saying take the higher road all the time because mm-hmm. if someone punches you in the face, then you got to punch them back. Right. But the response needs to be proportionate. What happened there was somebody, you know, talk you know, like threw an insult and you dropped a nuke on them. And that was your friend, right? Well, I don't know how friendly they, they were. Close. I don't. I don't know. It seems like. The, yeah, I don't know about. I that don't either. know about that. It seems like that's what I heard. I heard like they were close. A problem with, they've had a problem with Chris Rock for a while because I guess he was telling some. Jokes oh, that's right. In I did. Then yeah, 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 right. That's, okay. I mean, 2016. But he came back he, like it was yesterday. That's six thing. years ago. I, the mistake is, you, is you're thinking that everybody who is a black celebrity knows each other and is friendly. They know each other, but it's obviously like Denzel and and Will have a have a closer friendship. Sure. than Chris and and Will does, and you know, I mean, look, the, the comedians. Look, it was a different story if it was like um, uh, Dave Chappelle and, and, and Chris Rock got in a brawl because they probably are close. Mm-hmm. They already hung out and fuck with each other and everything like that. Which reminds me, mm-hmm. what we were talking about, Abdul and I were talking about the other day, we were like, this is the keeping it real goes wrong moment mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. highest level. Mm-hmm. Highest level. Mm-hmm. Because again, that's what he was trying to do. This is that. You remember when he walked the into Philly the Philly came out. Yeah, the Philly mm-hmm. came out. You yeah. know, he, you know, and, and the thing is, Chris Rock, he didn't grow up like in no right. park neighborhood. Right. He was the one who said, I know where I am. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
and I, I have worked every type of stage from college to, dorm rooms to, to, anybody, to, 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 to now I'm at the Academy Awards to, to, and I'm going to keep it together and, and the show yes, must go on. Right. I'm not going to get punched, not going to curse him out, yeah. not going to do anything because he, you know, again, like I said, if, if, this was, if, this was, if this was an offstage sucker punch, Chris and him would have been fighting. <laughs> they would have been fighting because Chris is not going to sit there because Chris is like, I'm the same kind of hood you are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to fight you back now too now there's no cameras on. You know, because that's what would have happened. Mm-hmm. I think, and to me, that's just where... The, the, well, the other thing that Chris Rock said afterwards was like, over over a G.I. Jane joke? He was kind of incredulous. Like, yeah, that was, got you so mad? Mm-hmm. That got you so triggered? And that tells me right there. He didn't mean it like... Look at how bald and manly she is, right. but that's what he heard. That's what And that's like, what Jada thought too. Right, right. Well it's, again, can we at least entertain the possibility that everyone didn't know at the time that Jada Pinkett Smith right. had alopecia? Is it, it can no. we at least consider yeah, that? I totally agree. I never heard it before. I am not a red table talk. Yeah. I know that there is alopecia. I don't know that, that she had it, but 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 this is my. It looks like she sh- it, Honestly, it looks like she shaved her head, head and she had a whole look going. It's it like, was, All right, cool. Yeah. You're rocking but, it. But, but, Who cares? But, but here's the thing: she could have been doing a cameo in fucking Black Panther, right? Because she did a cameo in fucking The Matrix Four, mm-hmm. you know. So and she is a working actress. It's, it's, it's and she like was in not, Gotham. Yeah. So so yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not like she's not working, and she could have yeah. had the hair shaved equalizer, or everything. something. You know? She was an equalizer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like. Is there's a whole lot of things that that she could have shaved her hair for, you know? But see, that's the only interesting thing that you guys know. I used to be a former hairstylist, and I'm not at all saying she doesn't have alopecia, but it usually is like smooth in spots. Mm. So it's like almost like your hair oh. falls out. Like, you, like when you're balding, yeah. It's like, you like, can't, like there's smooth. no there's no hint of there's any no hair follicles. The hair there's no follicles at is, all. Is but if you look at her head, it's a perfect cut. There's no and I've seen it when it's shorter. I still don't see any spots missing. I'm not saying she doesn't have it. For, for, the, for the tweets come at you. I don't bro. know. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just curious. You know, more so. Just like I would like to know. Well, maybe there's a type of alopecia she has. Maybe that's what it is. You know. Remember that one thing, that little bald spray, the spray. You oh know, yeah. The commercial, the little spray. Little black it's an Infomercial from infomercial, back in the day. Yeah, so oh, they have new shit so now. She could have sprayed her hair to go to the damn thing, so she didn't have those patches. You know. It's too short. I don't know. You gotta have hair to grab. I don't know. I don't yeah. even know. Well, it's unfortunate. There are a lot of situations. Ball and she looks wig. amazing, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just saying. He, he was rock, she was rocking it. She mm-hmm. was rocking she it. She got very, the perfect Very hair. often, we're in these no-win situations, kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. And this was not one of those situations. Like, he literally won. Had He won with the performance in the film. He won with the nomination. He won with getting through whatever talk there was about what was going on in his marriage up yeah. to that point I, I'm not saying it was easy I'm not saying like we all have things that can trigger us in that moment and it's not, not always going to happen and, when, and you know, in front of the whole world and you know having a but, wife you're, you'd be protective of your wife too I'd be protective of, of my course. husband you know what I mean so and, I get to I, an extent I learn from my wife every day mm-hmm. about black women's experiences and black women's lens this whole thing and mm-hmm. so it's it's a shame. I hope that everyone kind of learns from it, and we'll we'll see. And you know, I, I'm about ready to move forward, but 
Oh yeah. Well, like I said, I wanted to talk about yeah. it because we yeah, brought yeah, it up. Yeah. yeah. We're done. Hopefully, we won't have to talk about no. it no more. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean. Five more pussy. <laughs> <laughs> still, so. still a, still a big fan of, yeah. of both of them. But this was this is a cool little episode. Appreciate everybody coming on, hanging out with us today on our four hundredth episode. Congrats. Man. Um. Thank you. Thank you. What's what's uh what's up for you next? What you got going on? You still about to do your next short? Your, your film? I, I'm hoping to direct a short film this year. We're, I'm trying to put together. Well, I am putting together a producing team all women of color so mm-hmm. far so we just got to make sure we have the money to do the project we have is it a kind have, of ambitious or something or well no no well, yeah it's more ambitious than what i've done in the past but okay. we have we have we, we got some funding and we we need to work through the budget and see if we need she's more. not blowing up a street or causing a riot no <laughs> no, 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 no 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 not in a, not in my little short film no yeah. no no um <laughs> the short, the short is about a family of four african-american family of four who because of covid they're, li- they're having to live out of their car because mm. um, they lost their house. And um, the, so the kids are like trying to bum Wi-Fi. They're, they're in the Zoom school, you know, trying to bum Wi-Fi off a local uh, chicken shop, you mm. know, the back, you know, and they're having to take bird baths at a gas station. It's like mm. trying to just survive until the dad can get the next paycheck from his temp job. And, mm. and But everybody's at each other. Like we've been in this car, it's smelly, it's stinky. You know, so, but it talks about, what I get into is like the power of community because through an incident in the Zoom school, somebody finds out like, hey, this family's unhoused. Mm-hmm. Somebody knows somebody, like Pookie knows Ray Ray who knows Regina, <laughs> who then tells Miss Katie, oh, there's this family that needs a place. You have this bungalow in the back of your house. Mm-hmm. So that's how the, so, cause I know a lot of times in the black community, they like to think that we don't right. have that kind of ties, right. but we do. Yes. Cause Pookie always knows Ray Ray who knows Regina. Um, so yeah, that's that's the movie. So good. yeah, we got like a little it. bit more money. That's good. What about you, Trace? Well, you already know I got a web series coming. We can talk about it finally. It's called DPI. Um, trailer's going to go out this week. I did it in the fall of 2019, or we shot it, rather. And so... Oh, that thing? That, that thing? That thing, yeah. Chris came to <clears> one <throat> of those meetings. It was finally, finally done. I'll get everybody to do the trailer. And COVID and me doing lace and a bunch of things that happened resulted in the delay and so our editor finally has it done we're finally timing is post it's about a young lady making her way in the world and she becomes an unlicensed detective here in in los angeles so very grateful shout out to the whole cast and crew people work very very hard and uh hopefully uh y'all will dig it you'll see it soon at the real Trey on Twitter, T H E R E E L T R A Y on Twitter, Tracy Grant nine five. Forget my Instagram, seven, Tracy Grant nine five three four. Okay, something like that. I'm easy to find. <clears throat> and you're Linnell White, right? Yeah, L Y N E L L E W H I T E on Twitter. That. I don't. I'm on Instagram, but I don't. I just use it to like send messages to people <laughs> and, and talk about twin, tennis Hello. stuff. I don't mess with Instagram. Well, when you get your your your, your movie out, though, you need to be I, I'm going to need to sure. like, get, I guess, Instagram. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What am I doing? Um, I'm just taking some meetings for some jobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to do uh, development on something. I'm working on this comic book. This is finally got it. Finally got this thing. Can you tell us out. what it's about? Um, it's called The Eclipse of the Nine Suns, and it's eat, eat. about a um, 
It's about a female space pirate who you, Ooh. Find, <clears throat> Ooh. you find out is the heir to an intergalactic empire. She's mm. on the run. And this is kind of like, not her origin story at all, but like, she's an opportunity. But she, it's all about trauma, and, and she's got to go back and face the trauma that got her deposed to go forward with, you know, like, the next stage of, of what's happening. So, um yeah, I mean, it's, it should be really cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I worded it as a short story like four or five years ago, and then um, <clears throat> I just, someone had read it and was like, this would be a com- be an interesting comic book. Okay. And I talked with the guy, one of the guys who behind Milestone Media, and I pitched him the, the um, well, I, just, I sent him like the pages, like the, I don't know, like a one-page document of the whole summary, mm-hmm. and then like uh, outline of the first issue, and he gave me some amazing notes, and he was like, He's like, I love your story. This, this, because I, because I told him, I said, look, you know, this is, um, this is the Cleopatra story in space. Is what I said to mm. him, you know, because people don't know, but like Cleopatra, when she and her brother were ruling the throne, at first her brother tried to kill her mm-hmm. and took over the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, so that's really cool. So I want to do that story mm-hmm. kind of in space, um, but mix it with a little kind of like Game of Thrones type of like intrigue and shit like that. Um, and he was like, I love that. I just think that what you have is like issue two and three, not like, like so where's issue one? Mm. So I had to kind of read, which is great, because mm. I was like, you know, he told me some things about like how to do it. You know, like I had kind of pitched like a three-issue story, and he was like, no, go for five, though. The, the, the sweet spot is five. So I did, you know, like, which is, okay, cool, because now I got I, I come with issue one and mm. give me You can slow down. I can slow down some stuff, <clears throat> you know. I mean, you know, and writing comics is really hard because you've got that kind of finite page space of right. like 22 pages. But at the same time, you can tell a visual story not like anything else. It's mm-hmm. like the most flexible kind of like, like <coughs> visual. I, well, it's not even visual. It's the, the most flexible like storytelling form, in my opinion, because you get to can do both. You can have like prose pages if you want You can intermix, you know, you know arts that can be like more symbolic in a way, you know. Um, it's interesting because I was looking at this, this, some art, this book that Frank Miller and Bill Sienkiewicz did in the 80s called Electra Assassin, you know, and I was just looking at it for like, I don't know, I was even just looking at it, but I realized there was some graphic kind of shit they were doing Mm -hmm. that I was like, you could do this in a movie. You could do this kind of like, I don't want to spoil what it is, but it's like this kind of, he did some stuff to break break the narrative, to change the violence he did it mm. slightly differently in a way that was more like it's more like an allegory. Mm. And I was like, no one's done that in a movie. No, and I bet you, you could. It'd be in a fucking everyone's mind. Because my whole thing, after again, like listening to that Fury Road thing, is is like, what do you want to do to make a movie that would just fuck everyone's senses up? Because I feel like every movie we see is just fucking product that no one cares about. That's why no one cares about watching going to the movies anymore because it's like. It's the same story. Everything's mm-hmm. the same story. You can't and you can't find a way to break it out because no one wants to take a risk on telling anything this tripped out or crazy or you know like yep. how do we you, like you remember you, there's a part there's a part that's in the book they were saying that Warner Bros was like don't show us anything crazy don't show you know oh oh get those ugly people off screen mm-hmm. I was like what mm-hmm. what are you talking about and I was like oh they gotta make it so mass consumption you gotta put mittens on everything yeah, put, yeah put mittens on put everything, mittens on everything, everything. soften it down soften it so down that so it's, it's easily easy to digest, digest. Mm-hmm. yeah cause he was talking about again just like that book but in general it's like they were saying that like that Warner Bros wanted it to be PG-13 
Yep. And George Miller was like, no, 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 it's it's like why 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 can't it be R? There's there's no no. He thought it was PG thirteen because he was like, there's no sex, there's no sex, there's no nudity, there's no fuck, you know, there's like the, there's no language, there's not really any blood, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's just too intense. It's just too intense. Just, I was like, oh, fuck all you guys who are making these decisions. Like, this is why movies We, we suck. just rewatched it last you Friday. Know? Yeah. Oh, you can't not want to watch or it. last Saturday. You listen yeah. to it. And you're like, you oh, you have to watch it. You got to watch it again. Because it would just yeah. blow your mind about, yeah. like, I mean, just what it was. I mean, just like, but I brought it up because I think it's a testament to what we as filmmakers do. And it's, you know, it took him 18 years to make this movie. Crazy. Lo- a little longer than 18 years. And, and, uh, and he's... Who he is, yeah. and it still yeah. took him that long. Well, you know, but it's like, but you know, but but he he's doing happy feet, happy feet one yeah. and two, and Babe yeah. one and two. But the movie collapsed twice. It was that Fox. It was that Universal. Mm-hmm. You know, he was lucky to get it back because he had sold the rights of it away to the third one of Warner Brothers. But then they fucked him on Contact, and then we, and then and, and and they fucked him on that, and and then they talked bad about him in the press, right. and then he sued them, and part of the settlement was okay, we'll give you Mad Max back, right. which is like that's kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know. But they're like, well, they're, they, but but the, but the people thought there's no value yeah. in this anymore. Mel, um, Mel's old now, so yeah, what are they gonna old, do? And, 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 he, and, he, and he's about <laughs> to fuck his career. Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and you get to hear him go, Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Gotta get it on the audiobook because there's, uh, like, there's like. Oh, Tom oh, Hardy's on. Oh Hardy. yeah, oh, everybody. Oh, 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 it's not Tom. Oh, oh. Hardy. It's not Tom Hardy, but there's like 15 voice actors who do everything in the. I thought accents. it was all them. Mm-mm, it's not them. It's not, it's not them. them. Oh, okay. Sounds like them. Oh, I thought sounds it was really like them. them. Sounds like them. So that's not George either. Y'all got me. Y'all got me excited about. I did not know that. It's really. But I'm still gonna listen to it. It's really good. Wow. I mean, because it's it's not it's an oral history. It's like everyone's talking about their experiences. It's not really like a like a. Well, listen. We used to get this kind of content more when we actually watching DVDs and the special features. Oh yeah, for sure. The behind the commentary and all And now we we don't have that anymore. So now we're putting out an auto audio book or podcast format. Yeah, but the stuff on it's all educational. All educational. Lots of game. Lots of game about what it is to be. Artist in this is, is a, the battle of the studios how to battle them and resilience too because resilience. if his movie fell apart the, that many the, times the, over the, the eighteen the, years my man has had to pick himself up off the off mat off I the res- I and he was in his seventies I respect and, that well, yeah, yeah. We finished yeah he turned seventy like like on the shoot and had just had surgery or something right before it, so, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah 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 that's, that's, yeah yeah he fucking heart stents put in and he and he was trying to put it off. Trying to put off heart stents, so he would have had a heart attack if he didn't have those heart stents right. shooting that movie, and it would have died in the middle of the movie. Easily, uh, uh, because that movie took took because they said he I didn't say, but it, they said he was so gone at the end of it. You know, probably probably lost thirty pounds in that movie in the desert. But it's just like the perseverance of the film artist of like, okay, what can you do to really make something mean something? Because the guy was talking at the end, he was like, look. This thing, like, it, it made like three hundred million dollars worldwide, so not a huge amount of money. Not, it's nothing to laugh at, but it made an impact on the mm-hmm. culture. Like everyone you know who talks about action films, just films in general, like this movie, like changed yeah. everything. People wanted to be stuntmen yeah, after seeing that. Yeah, to, just yeah, all this sure. kind of crazy shit. But yeah. it's, just, it's just one of the things that that, that like the short I want to do later in the year and what I'm working on is all kind of like back to like, you know, again, like you know, what can you do to change the game to make something not change the game but yeah. like upset the apple cart in a way that people will go I didn't see this shit like like even I'll give you an example even last night I come home from this thing and 
and, and I'm talking to my brother, and he's watching the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and we watched, and I watched the last 20 minutes of it with him. And, and I'm like, you know what's so dope about this movie? There's no fucking teal orange in the entire movie. <laughs> no teal orange coloring at all, <laughs> which is this trend that's in every fucking movie you see imaginable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this all looks the same. These all movies all could be the same because they all look the same. And I was like, this is what they used to do, which is when they were good. Yeah. This is when they did shit that was like unique and singular, which people don't want to do now because they all wanted to be. I, I know that is the studio saying, this is a commodity. Just put it in and shove it around and shove it around and we can market it. There's okay. no sense of like. I don't want all y'all to great. get no tickets. So I'm uh, trying so, to end yeah, it. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's my rant. Uh, thank you for listening to me for the last, I don't know, 200 episodes, 250 episodes. I don't know how many I've done in the last couple of years. I appreciate everyone listening. Um, and we'll talk soon. Indeed. Indeed. And I'm the host, Hilliard Guest. You guys know why. You know why. Oh, you're a unauthorized CBD, of course. Yes. <clears throat> and I am Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show. Screenwriters are, are on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. Um, Spotify, everything, you know. And uh, so, yeah, we're definitely out there. What else, Chris? Uh, you can support the show at screenwritersrr.com or you can find our link to our Patreon page. You can find different tiers to support the show. We'd, re- we'd really appreciate that. Uh, just to finish the new website design, which is still in like a, a, a like a crumbling form, and uh, just you know to let us know you support the show. Four hundred episodes, no podcast that we know of uh, that is done by black creators has lasted yeah, this get long. Get some t-shirts out there. All get right, those everyone. t-shirts. <laughs> Indeed. So everybody joining us for twenty twenty two. Can you do that, Lynette? Yeah, I can do is that. Is that cool? I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> Thanks, Rich, for bringing us some donuts and hanging out with us today. We appreciate. Oh, you brought the donuts. Thank you. Yes, of course. Oh, Harvard <clears throat> man brought the donuts. <laughs> Ain't that something? Got his new show, Fat Boy Feels, coming out. Y'all look for that. We're gonna be talking to you about it later on. So for sure. Yeah, I want to know what he's feeling. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta okay. Run. Yeah. All right. So you guys <laughs> well, know you how sat we sat there and, and I know ready for twenty minutes. minutes. Are you kidding me? Yes, I am. <laughs> Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. I appreciate every single one of you guys for hanging with us for 400 episodes. So we appreciate y'all. You guys know how we do it on the rant room, on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2022. 2022. Peace, y'all. Thank y'all. I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rain room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bowl a kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red room, red room.